You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So it seems kind of odd to start the show this way, Pam, but um, I came across a quote or a statement just not too long ago uh, that that was from Google Mm -hmm. that said uh, in the last two years, according to Google, there's more information has been become available in the last two years than all of history combined. Wow. And so here we are adding to the flood and the tsunami of information. information. That's quite a statement to make. But I mean, you can see as technology and it continues to increase and move forward. Yeah. 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 We're overloaded with information. Well, it's, it's the thing that we talk about with our kids a lot on the idea of, and, I, and then there's been a thread that anytime I've spoken, we get off on some of the parenting and mm-hmm. the state of the world and some of those rabbit trails we can go down um, that, you know, we use, we use the quote from Ecclesiastes of there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, the issues that we face, they've been faced. Mm-hmm. We just have a propensity to overreact now because we know about everything going on mm-hmm. when it was still going on we just didn't know about it and i don't know which one's better uh, do i want to know or am i better in in the dark mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's just the idea of wow there is a flood that's where we're heading in the extended content today by the way is going to touch on um, some of this idea um and talk some more, but it's just kind of funny to think we're we're starting off a show some talking of what about what idea the idea of how much information is out there, okay, and what do you do about it, okay? Because it it becomes noise, it does, and it's maybe not beneficial to life and to marriage and to your sex life because of so much noise. And mm-hmm. where's quiet? Right. Where's uh, contemplation? Where's uh, good sexual escapades mm-hmm. that are truly uh, escapes and mm-hmm. kind of in the flow, but you know. So we add to the information each week on Wednesdays when we when we do a show. We add to this tsunami. Um, so welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the information that'll be coming this week. Um, and we're so glad that you take the time out to spend it with us. And if you want to join in to help um, steer this form of information to areas that will help you, uh, we want to hear from you. 214-702-9565 or email us and we want your voice. We're going to keep making the call for it. So make a recording and email it too, or just do a via old school email. That's kind of weird to say, isn't it? That is old old school. school. Um, At feedback at sexymergeradio.com. And then if you like the show, uh, rate and subscribe Leave comments because we want to help spread the word that married sex is a fantastic avenue for really good sex. Not only that, just great relationships because it builds better people. That's right. That's at the core of it, right? That's Building the a better whole person. thing it's about is, mm-hmm. is marriage is designed to help us be better. If you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, that's what we believe mm-hmm. is marriage has something going on and it helps us be better. And that's what we want everybody to challenge themselves to, to look at it differently, ask better questions. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to make happen um, each and every week. 
And a quick little announcement that's coming up um, that we're really excited about is the very first video course uh, is in launch phase almost. Very excited. So all the prep prep work's being done, uh, getting it ready to go. But it's worth noting because we've never done this before with a launch of anything. We're going to have like a 48-hour flash sale when it first goes live. Okay. And so we'll... We'll correspond it. You'll get if you're on the email list or you listen regularly on Wednesdays or Thursdays to the regular to the newest shows. You'll hear about it. You won't miss the sale. As well, long as, as, long as, as you long, stay up, as long as you listen right away, right? Because right. if they don't, if they wait till Saturday to listen, the flash sale might be over. Right, but if if you're okay. if you also are part of our email list, which is if you're not, go to smrnation.com and look on how to join the nation. Click on that. Um, That'll get you information because it'll never be the price it's going to be when we launch. As f- Are you again. announcing a launch date? Or? No, we don't have that yet because I'm still working out a few particulars Deal. to okay. make sure it all works the way I'm hoping it does. Okay. Um, but it's coming soon in the next two or three weeks. Okay. And so we'll be letting people know. But we'd love to have you take advantage of the Rekindle and Connect course, which is was filmed at the last year's getaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic time together. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this year's next next year's getaways coming up too. So jump on board with that. Come join us in Indianapolis. Do it. SMRNation.com forward slash getaway. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a couple of emails, Pam, that came in. Uh, some of one of them's been in for a while uh, in the queue. I guess the best way to capture the the theme, mm-hmm. hence the title mm-hmm. for today's show, um, is the idea of what, what, what do I do when I don't feel chosen in my marriage? Mm-hmm. And maybe I haven't all the way through, or maybe it's just a season right now, or things have transpired where I just don't feel chosen anymore. Yeah. And so there's some specifics with the two emails that we'll, we'll unpack that will kind of stay within this theme. Mm-hmm. And then on the extended content of Sexy Marriage Radio today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash Academy. Um, we're going to circle back to the idea of how much information is coming and go through um, a concept or an idea that Mark Manson, who I found it from, okay. uh, came up with called the attention diet. Diets are all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. So what if you do it with your attention? Maybe so. So all that's coming up on today's show. So this is an email from a wife. That says, I listen to your show while I get ready in the morning for work, and I love the different perspectives of you and your wife. Thanks for providing a space that feels comfortable and safe. I've been married for 25 years. Prior to getting married, he cheated on me while I was pregnant. We worked worked things out for the most part and went on to build a life, have two more children. He cheated again about 10 years ago. We went to counseling, read books, prayed together, and stayed. However, I don't trust him and probably never will at this rate. I often think about leaving because it's basically torture to my soul to live in a marriage like this every day. We get along great, sex is amazing and often, and we enjoy the same things, and it seemed like it should just be so easy. But my husband talks about a woman at work often. I don't know her, met her on once, one time in passing. She's in an unhappy marriage apparently and recently had a baby. My husband's a sensitive guy and has a lot of compassion for people, but this is too much. He told me last night that he would be sharing an office with her. I told him I don't like the idea, and he knows the way I feel about her. But I get the, well, if you would trust me, BS in response. I try to remind him that it's because of him that I feel the way I do. Honestly, I don't trust him. 
I feel like our whole marriage he's wanted out, but he knows that I'm the sensible choice. He knows I would never cheat or lie. It's just not me. I'm the sensible one. I asked him the other day what he likes about me or loves about me, and he says my loyalty. Seriously? My loyalty? I secretly cried in the bathroom and have reconsidered my loyalty to him ever, ever since. I have tiptoed around my feelings, tried to keep the peace in most situations, and have taken my husband's feelings into consideration this whole marriage, not wanting to rock the boat and give him a reason to cheat or leave. But it's left me empty and unfulfilled. He buys me gifts, helps around the house a lot, takes me on vacations, provides a wonderful living for us, and has tried for the last 10 years to be a good husband. So what's wrong with me? I feel like I need to work on me, but I'm not sure where to start. Mm. So this is one of those that there are lots of layers. There are. Of what's going on. There are lots of history Um, has built up to this. Absolutely. And... And one of the things, I think I'm going to start here, and then we probably will come back to it, mm-hmm. on the whole idea of trust. Okay. Because that is a move he's, she's, she's seeing of, well, but if you would just trust me, and she's calling BS on that. Sure. Because history shows, in this sp- specific area, he's not trustable, hasn't been at least. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean people don't change, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean people don't solidify character. Um. But it is one of those recognizing, okay, so anytime I hear the word trust, and in the history of SMR, we've got several episodes about this, mm-hmm. one of which I don't remember the number, but the title's Trust and Hurt, okay, and the importance of separating those two out, mm-hmm. because there's hurt that's different than trust on how you heal. Mm-hmm. So anytime I hear the word trust, I want to know specifics. Trust to do what? Give me an actionable item that goes along with it. Sure. Right? Because we can do broad brush with it. But I just don't trust you. And what I'm doing is trying to mitigate my risk. Okay. Okay. But you trust in what areas, right? Because it sounds like she trusts that, okay, he's going to be a provider. He's going to do certain things. It sounds like I don't trust that you're not going to cheat again. Right. Right. And so that's, we know that. And I'm curious, because she's asking, so what do I do? I'm curious, how specific has she been with her wording on that fact alone? Because sometimes we dance around it mm-hmm. without being very, very clear of, okay, here's the facts that we can't dispute. Uh-huh. This happened. This happened. Now there's a situation that seems like it's ripe where it's a possibility it could happen again. So one, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. which she said, yep. two, what's your safeguards? What's your plan? How do you plan to navigate this? Because if we go into things willy-nilly in life, history has shown in most every situation with humans, I can let my guard down. I can get sucked in. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a slow creep mm-hmm. to where I'm into something. We don't just wake up one day and go have an affair. Well, and that's what she's trying to... That's her concern there is what Absolutely. it sounds like, right? But she's also asking... What do I work on in me? What now, is it with me? And that's where I want to come back to. Okay, okay. But, but I, I think we have to start with this idea of trust because a yeah. lot of times we throw it out there and it's something I don't have control over. Right. And instead, I'm better off by looking at, okay, now she's at where she's landing uh-huh. of, okay, I'm in a situation where, so my loyalty is the, 
as the <laughs> the holy grail for him. Right. You're glad that I'm. So that right. means you have no fear of me doing something. Mm-hmm. I've taken all the fear on mm-hmm. in the marriage. Okay. So she's recal- recalibrating that, which good on her. At least yeah. come into things eyes wide open. Yeah, more. be aware. Um, so the things that jump out to me right off the bat on what's wrong with me or what do I need to do is her phrase of, I temper myself with my feelings in, out of fear of what he might do. Yeah. So she tempers herself in hopes that he will stay or love more. Love what? Stay for what? Yeah. And this is the weird little thing we do as humans. Okay. I get afraid of what the result could be, so therefore I start trying to manufacture things without presenting all of me to let people truly choose. Well, what is she staying for? To be in a a marriage where she's crying in the bathroom on her own because Mm -hmm. she's not feeling chosen. Right. She's feeling like she's the safe one and not not chosen for who she is other than that she'll be loyal. Right. Right. So she's already going to be hurt anyway. Whether he cheats or not again, if this can this if if her stance continues, they're still stuck in this same situation. Well, yeah, cuz that's the dynamic of what's going on. Right. Between them. But how does she then get better at this is who I want to be mm-hmm. more and you may not like it as much. And yes, you, your history has shown if you don't like it, you'll leave or you'll cheat or whatever. And so there's risk involved, but there's risk of not doing it too. Totally. There's risk of, of tempering yourself. Totally. For the sake of other people still involves risk. It just means I'm taking that anxiety and making it on my own for the marriage rather than leaving it in the dynamic between us. Right. So she can't sleep at night, but he's sleeping just fine. Right. So the first thing she asks herself, I think, is, is, is it serving her well to temper her feelings, her emotions, her joys, her whatever? Because we don't usually just temper the negative. Mm-hmm. When we put a governor on us, if you will, like yeah. on our emotions, and I don't have any history or, or research to back this up. It's just a hunch. Right. Okay. Um, just because I haven't gone down to search to see if there is something that proves this out or not. But the hunch is if I want to, like, you know, I don't want to upset you with anything negative to me. Okay. Right. And so I'm going to do what I can to buffer, um, boost myself up, et cetera. The flip side of that also rings true of I take away the highs also mm-hmm. because I start to bring myself closer to the median. We can't just typically, oh, I'm still going to be as boisterous and demonstrative on the good things and really limited on the negative things. The body doesn't work that way. The feelings don't work that way. The feelings are actually driving the ship more than we think Sure. in humans. It's not our thinking brain. It's our feeling. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, our thinking brain is the passenger in the car while the feelers are driving. Yeah. And so it's recognizing if I, if I take the top off of one, I take the top off the other. And so how does she be more expressive? Mm-hmm. How does she be more engaged? Yes, that could mean some of the negatives are shared. Yes, that could mean she does not ever back away from the, you know what? I'm not comfortable with the situation. 
but just let it be felt and let it be known. Well, what's wrong with, um, I, I mean, it sounds like they've had the conversation because he says, well, you, if you just trust me, but really what's wrong with a spouse who's, there's been this history a couple times, mm-hmm. um, you know, fool me once, fool me twice kind of thing. Right. Um, really what's wrong with saying, I really don't like you getting in this situation. I'd appreciate it if you would do something proactively to not share an office with this person. Right. Right. To me, that's a trust builder to have a spouse that would go after that and say, yeah, I don't want to put myself in that situation. Fair. But the struggle becomes that's that's her trying to implement something that she has no control over. And maybe he doesn't. Potentially, right, depending on where they are. Yeah. And so then you have more conversations about, okay, so what are the safeguards? What are the things that you recognize mm-hmm. are relational boundaries? Mm-hmm. Because there's a, there's a dynamic of the relationship boundaries you and I have of who we are mm-hmm. as a couple. There are things we don't, sh- we don't share with other people. Shocking, I know, because we do a show where right. we share quite a lot. But there are some things that just aren't out there. Right. And if it ever starts to get to a point where it's like, I think this could really help somebody. Hey, babe, are you okay if I share this with X? Right. Because I think it could be beneficial to them. And then it's up to you to say, no, I'm not. Or yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it's just, there's elements of understanding. And and we come off of this, at least I do. And I'm speaking for you because I think I'm right on this, of my read. We come off on that. We want no hint of any impropriety, any, any kind of thing that could be right. construed as flirting, any, any of that. I don't, I don't want any hint of that with other relationships. Right. And so I just keep a real clear line in the sand for myself because I know what I'm capable of based on my history mm-hmm. of put myself in wrong situations enough. Willpower won't last. Right. So I just don't even want to get close. Right. And so I steer it all towards you and everything else stays very, very clean. And so colleagues I have that are female, it's always work talk or client talk. It's well, never personal talk. And, but it's sure. just that kind of concept of there's ways you can do this that show I'm in this for you, honey, right. more than just your loyalty. Right. Right. But she's got no control over what he's doing in this situation. Right. And so she has to continue to live more exposed and more honestly and let that weight carry the message better and see what he does with it. Yeah. Because if 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 he admires her loyalty, mm-hmm. well, test out his and see how it goes. I mean, that's valid. But when you say test out his... No, I don't Are you mean, saying put an ultimatum on no, it? Or? No, I'm just okay. saying live more live more life out loud with him and mm-hmm. be who you want to be. That's the self-respecting move and see what he chooses with it. And if he chooses otherwise, then you couldn't have you can't control him anyway. Well, and there's the point there when she's she's been taking into account his feelings, not wanting to I don't remember her wording, but you're gr- you're married to a grown man. You're not married to a little boy. Right. 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 So he better if he can't deal with his feelings and deal with yours, then he's got some growing up to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So put him out there. 
Mm-hmm. Unless, and and her growing up move is putting him out there. Exactly. Because her not putting him out there isn't a grown up move either. Right. The art of marriage is really the art of keeping up to date with your partner, of staying on track with your own and each other's life goals as they emerge, exist, and change. It's about supporting each other and staying connected emotionally, intellectually, physically, and spiritually. Marsha Berger, LMFT. A great marriage doesn't happen by accident. Deeper connection with your spouse doesn't happen by accident either. Have you reached the point in your marriage where there's a slow creep of discontent or disconnect? When was the last time you talked with your spouse about anything other than the schedule, work, or kids? What if there was a way to be reminded on a weekly basis to touch base with your spouse? The state of our union helps you remember and discover what brought you together in the first place. It's a tool designed to help couples keep the important from being replaced by the immediate. Plus, this works from your own phone. 52 reminders, deepen your conversation, dream, and plan together. Go to smrnation.com forward slash union. Connect on a deeper level today. So let's continue the conversation, but we're going to pivot a little bit with this email because it's still going to have a lot of the same feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's, we, can, we can bring in a different data point. So this is an email that says, how should a wife handle and deal with emotionally if her husband says that if he were to do it all over again, he wouldn't get married to me or to anyone else due to it taking away a lot of his freedom? But he says that too many people depending on him to not do what he says when he vowed to stay married on our wedding day, and I believe he means it. He doesn't mean to hurt me when he said this, but it's how he feels. I asked him to be completely honest. That's how it came up. It's crushing, and it feels like he's only staying with me because he has to. We'll be married 10 years, and it doesn't seem like we should celebrate something he's stuck in. He says it seems unfair that the Bible says to marry before sex, and you only get the chance to pick the person you're going to be married to for the rest of your life. He used the example of going to the store and trying on a bunch of different clothes before picking out the ones you want to see which one fits best. He says... That makes much more sense to him than marrying and having sex after, since it's such an important part of a man's life. I'm fit, attractive, into sex, and we've always had a good relationship and have sex multiple times a week, but haven't always been into it as much as I am now, and I think that's what started the disappointment in marriage for me. We always still try to have lots of sex, though. So this has been a complete heart crush. He's had some history of looking at things, but stopped because it wasn't making him happy either, and he knew I didn't like it. The hard part is he's really good, attractive, and successful man who treats me good, and I feel like he's being forced to stay because of duty. How do I live with that? Wow. Yep. Um, well, doctor? Okay. So this dovetails in some of what we already yeah. talked about. I, I'm not feeling chosen. I'm not right. feeling wanted. That... We get some. We get into some of these information. Some of this times where we get these informations, and it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? Because one thing is, I think we have to have eyes more open. And this is to both of the ladies here with the, the statement I'm making. With whom I really dealing with? Don't give them a pass. She made the comment of, "I don't think he meant to hurt me." Really. You don't think telling the person you married, you know, if I had it all to do all over again, I wouldn't do this. Isn't going to have hurt, even if it's absolutely true. 
there's hurt involved. There's hurt yeah. involved in a lot of things in life that we Disneyland version it to make it seem like, oh, they didn't really mean it. A quick little aside, it's the same kind of thing when I hear from clients that, well, my parents did the best they could. No, they didn't. I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> but you brought it up. But we do it. I mean, do I do the best I can as a, as a father? I try. But that but, also means I don't. Right. And that's the, that's the underside of what goes on in us as, in people. And that is exposed in marriage. And that is where... It is a contact sport in some regards with Mm -hmm. the amount of hurt that comes with it because Mm -hmm. we don't always get what we want, right? There's finite choices. That's what he's describing. Well, and the things he's describing here, at the beginning, it sounds like just freedom, right? Mm -hmm. It takes away my freedom. But then it feels like it gets super personal because it's, well... Sure would have been nice to be able to try try on a bunch of well, things first, right? And, right? and that's a more personal dig. And and it's all still under the umbrella of freedom. And it's all still under the umbrella of I want to be able to do what I want to do mm-hmm. and sleep with whoever I want to sleep with or go with my freedom where I want to have freedom or go because that's what is the undercurrent of his argument. Go. I don't... This may sound ugly. This may sound ugly to you. Um, but I, I totally get where people at certain points of life say, oh, it'd be so much easier if I were just on my own and can decide things for myself. <laughs> you know the- <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't have all the people that I need to provide for, right? It's pressure. Hello. You don't think there's times I want to get in the truck and just drive? <laughs> Yeah. Away from everything. Yeah, I think yeah. we've both said that. Yep. And so there there is a a piece to that where uh I think it's totally normal for most people to say I would just like to get away from it all and just go be um okay. So I guess I want to throw that out there. Yep. Okay, so let's let's land it this way because okay. I think we we have not pivoted to this one component. I want to go to her, yeah. And and this is for both the ladies, but specifically for the second wife. Yeah. He is blaming her for his choice. That's what it sounds like. That is a sophisticated move by him. Hmm. And when we as people can just start to recognize the other people in our life. Especially, especially the people that I really care about. Mm-hmm. They are making moves. So how do I depersonalize their move to see what the move really could be? Because it's not necessarily a shot at, I blame you for my lot in life. Right. But that's pretty much what the move is. Yeah. So how do you separate that out to be able to have a better response accordingly? To where it's the idea of, you know what, honey, you feel like you lost your freedom because of duty. That's on you, big boy. Mm-hmm. Don't blame me for your choice. That's akin to the same kind of thing of you have a bad day at work and you come home and you take it out on me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't kick me in the teeth because your clients were awful today. Right. If you need help, be respectful about asking for it. Or if you need to go get some, you know, some time to relax and transition, do that. 
but it's the same kind of concept of if you like you if you feel like you need more freedom mm-hmm. in our marriage, okay, offer up what would what would that look like? What does that look like to you? Yeah. And maybe I'm okay with that. Maybe I'm not. This is trust out the trust out the strength of our relationship, i.e., me mm-hmm. better. And let's see. Yeah. Because maybe this is a situation where all I'm looking for is I like one weekend a, a, a month where I can go off and and do things that are still in the moral framework mm-hmm. that we agree on, but I just want to go be with the boys mm-hmm. and do poker night once a week, or I want to mm-hmm. go on a hunting trip and be gone for two weeks. Or I, Okay, I'm okay with that, if that helps you feel like you got more freedom, because I think we want people that, that we're with to be more alive and vibrant with what makes them come alive. Right. But I also need to realize that's right into the idea of some of these things I'm afraid of, i.e. the first email. Yeah. Because I know there could be choices that are made that will be devastating and impacting on me. Right. Well, that choice is out there anyway. It is, either way. So the more I can go straight at it to see it as, that's just a move they're making. How do I respond in kind? Because I don't need to pin them down. This is Snarsh's phrase. Mm -hmm. I need to make it harder for them to get around me with their choices and with their moves. Mm -hmm. Because if I want to be a part of their life, I've got to present something that's worth chosen and choose. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I can do that and I start to see it as your statements or your decisions, your whatever, they're just moves because you're going after what you're after. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't need to fault you for what you're going after. I need to just recognize the moves better so I can respond. Because mm-hmm. otherwise I shut down out of fear, out of con- concern, out of temperance, out of whatever. I just don't want to upset you. I don't, mm-hmm. Rather than what am I afraid of? Right. And why is it that my feelings wouldn't matter? Yep. Because I'm a part of this too. Right. And so if I want a vibrant spouse that's choosing me, I better be one myself. Mm-hmm. So who knew that um, with Sexy Marriage Radio, we would become diet radio? <laughs> well, not me. I yeah. guess I was trying to come up with something funny. I got nothing. <laughs> Well, this is one of those things, though, that like today's episode makes me think about, um, you know, there's real pain points that happen in marriage and there's real ways we try to escape it, mm-hmm. uh, numb it, avoid it, distract ourselves from it. To what end? Right. Because we ultimately have to come home to ourselves. We ultimately mm-hmm. have to come home to our situation. And so uh, this is a Mark Manson statement he made from his first book, um, The Subtle Art. Yeah, that he talked about the idea of life is going to have problems. So the way you get a better life is you find better problems, which in a lot of ways, when it comes to marriage, tackling issues in my marriage is a better problem to address Hmm. rather than the little things that could go on and the other things that happen in my life. Yeah, because there's always going to be there. So choose better problems because we always are going to have them. And so when you can start to frame it that way, maybe you get the better questions to really then look at what's going on between us. Mm-hmm. And if you need help, come back and let us know. Mm-hmm. 214-702-9565, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks again for taking some time out of your week to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.